On today's Spotlight on KRWC, we have guests in studio with us. They are from Magnus Veterans Foundation, which is a new organization which uh, I believe just opened uh, in early June. So uh, a new Magnus Wellness Center, which is over in Dayton. We have two guests in studio with us today, the Chief Operating uh, Officer Bridget Krautkramer and Dr. Isaac Engholm are both in studio with us. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks nice, for having us. Nice to have you here. Um, and I don't know for sure who wants to uh, to go first. Uh, uh, Bridget, would you want to do the kind of overview of the organization and how it got started? Or maybe yeah, I'll let you uh, uh, tell the story, whoever is uh, better able on that end of it. Sure, sure. I'll, I'll probably start because I've been with the organization uh, a little bit longer than okay. Bridget. Sure. So, uh, yeah, Dr. Isaac... Uh, here and and I've been the medical director since January of this year, helping to develop the infrastructure to the the mission for Magnus Veterans Foundation, which is to uh, to heal and restore veterans and their family members. And so the the real trick to our mission is not only to take care of veterans, but also to take care of their spouses, their parents, their children. Uh, basically anybody who is a first-degree relative of the veterans, which sets us apart from other organizations, but it creates a complexity uh, of, develop of, of delivering care, and, and that's, that's really my main job as a physician and as an administrator is to make sure that we can safely and effectively deliver care to the entire family and not just the veteran uh, in a sort of siloed uh, position. So, so I've, I've been uh, doing that since June 1st. We opened our doors and uh, completed a remodel in mid-June. And so now we are seeing uh, all of our patients, all of our members for medical services, physical therapy services, as well as psychologic services. And we also do some uh, community engagement and social uh, type services. And we have a chaplain who uh, is also working with us as well. Father Joe Calandra um, is, our, is our chaplain on call for any chaplaincy needs. So it's really a comprehensive five pillar approach to taking care of families, uh, and we treat the entire family as the patient, which is a very different type of model uh, compared to other medical models for the veterans these days. So this would be uh, something that's uh, available outside of the normal normal channels, I guess, uh, for uh, for veterans and their families, and uh, this is a, another another option that they have. Yes, and there are many veterans who actually do not qualify for complete comprehensive care within the VA system, and many people don't understand that. They think, oh, you, you were in for uh, in the military for four years, you did your service, maybe six years, you did your service, you come out, and, and, and they believe that, that these veterans have all of their needs taken care of, 100% of their needs taken care of. You just go to the VA for everything that you need, uh, which is not true. Um, 
items have to be service connected. You know, if you hurt your foot, you can have that taken care of at the at the VA. And some people with uh, various incomes can have more services through the VA. But in general, not all veterans can just show up to the VA for anything that they need. And so, uh, so this service at the Magnus Veterans Wellness Campus. Uh, allows people to bridge that gap and to receive uh, comprehensive services regardless of how many years they served. We're treating veterans uh, just by the name. If you're a veteran, then you can come in. We're not going to ask you, uh, you know, what is is this related to your service? Is this, you know, a service disability? It doesn't matter to us. We want to treat the entire patient regardless uh, just if they served our country, we want to give back to them in a meaningful way. We want to honor them, and we want to honor their family members because we know that family members also serve in their own special way, and they also suffer in the same way the military members suffer. And so uh, if, there is, uh, if there's a way for us to honor the family members as well, then we want to find uh, those avenues and take care of them. It's uh, an interesting approach. Are there other organizations like this, or are you guys kind of breaking ground here with, uh, with this particular type of service? So there are no other organizations, to our knowledge, that are treating the family members of veterans alongside the veterans in this five-pillar total comprehensive approach. There, there's so much red tape involved uh, with uh, insurance and and with with monies that make this very complex, and so we wrote all of that uh, infrastructure in the very very beginning and 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 sorted through that red tape uh, back starting in January, which allows us to be different from every other organization and, tr- and tr- to treat the whole family. So as far as we know there are no other organizations even within the country that are providing this high level of service to veterans and their family members uh, which is basically at no cost to the members themselves i was reading a little bit of the backstory and watching uh, some video uh, via the website and it's a it's a really interesting um, location and setup and just the location itself is uh, it seems to be a very calming um, sort of a, you know, nice spirited uh, place. An interesting background story on how that all came to be. It was through some very generous donations, I understand. It was. It was. And, and we are very grateful uh, to Sue Rawlings for her uh, very generous multi-million dollar donation of the property and all of the assets that were on that property. Otherwise, really the the foundation would not have been able to to jumpstart the the mission so she definitely planted the seeds that will allow this to flourish all right um we're talking about the uh, magnus veterans foundation newly opened uh in early june in dayton on beautiful diamond lake um talk a little bit about the amenities and what what had to go into getting this facility ready to do this kind of work um so as dr isaac said uh, there was some renovations on the home because it was a residential property um, donated by sue rawlings Uh, so it's the transition of moving from residential to now commercial Um, so there are some things on the property that you know 
don't necessarily make sense for a clinic or um, more of a commercial property. So the, the renovations have been done. There's phases. Um, phase one was completed recently. Uh, but as far as the property itself goes, um, there's just that serene atmosphere. Um, I have not known of anybody that has come out to, to visit the campus and not fallen in love with it. Um, so the goal is to just, you know, get, get people out, uh, spread the word as far as getting more members. And when we say members, members are our patients and their families. We, we don't want to refer to them necessarily as a patient, not to say that it has a, a bad stigma, but members, it's just all-encompassing and, and really want to get the message across that they belong. And they belong to the campus, they belong, their families belong. Um, and so w- when you see the campus and when you see the property, uh, it's just one of those places that really it's about healing and it's about reaching out to people that need help, like Dr. Isaac said, um, that are not necessarily getting what they need um, as a family member. And so um, back to kind of the operations standpoint, um, you know, there's just, there's phases uh, and we're really trying to make it feel, it is a clinic, but make it feel much more like um it is a home and just, you know, more, more not so sterile, like mm-hmm. you would necessarily see at a, you know, a property that is focused so much on medical. I got to think for, um, for a lot of veterans, uh, and doctor, you kind of talked a little bit about this at the very beginning here, who uh, have faced and are facing a lot of red tape through a lot of the normal, and I'm doing air quotes here, normal channels, um, got to be kind of a breath of fresh air to kind of feel like finally I've connected with someone or some place that kind of gets it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that has been an overwhelming message that we've received from our new members is, is the fact that, uh, that they feel welcome, that there's really uh, that, that, that we're not judgmental when they're coming in because there's, there's lots of different ways to, to have needs when you're a service member, uh, re, you know, veteran or a family member. And so we're doing our best to break down every barrier that there could be to invite family members to come in and belong at Magnus, which is, it's not easy and there's, uh, you know, lots of reasons why uh, family members or the veterans don't seek services. So every way that we can possibly break those barriers down and, and invite them into a loving space that is uh, directed at healing the whole person, that's, that's really what we're getting at on the property. Talk a little bit about uh, the kind of uh, staff that you need to have for this and, and how you approach uh, different avenues because you mentioned that it's not only you know, physical health, but uh, mental health as well, and and many other in-between areas, because a lot of times they're connected. So we have a a licensed marriage and family therapist who is delivering care in the psychologic pillar. 
We have a doctor of, of physical th- Our psychologist is, is uh, currently John Newcomb. Uh, we've got a doctor of physical therapy, John Fricken, uh, who is developing programs to run group training and strength exercises, as well as delivering individual care to our, our members. Uh, we also have, as I said, the chaplain, uh, uh, Joseph uh, Calandra, and then uh, our social services are, are actually uh, run from the board currently. Uh, so the board members are, are handling um, community events and, and integration of, of uh, patient members into the community as well as, as uh, finding out so- social services and connecting members to uh, needs and, and other resources that exist uh, because there are many resources but if you don't understand what those resources are you cannot use them even Magnus is one of them many people have not heard of the Magnus uh, resource and so if you don't know it exists you're definitely not going to use it um, and then my company uh, Deploy Health Family uh, Practice is de- delivering all of the, the primary medical needs so anything that can happen in an urgent care or in a family medicine clinic is happening uh, from from my en- entity on the grounds. And so between strep throat or stitches or medication management for depression, we're doing all of that in-house at no cost to the members. I'm interested in, uh, by the way, we're talking with uh, Dr. Isaac Ingholm and uh, Bridget Krautkramer, CEO of Magnus Veterans Foundation, new to uh, our region uh, in Dayton and opened uh, just the 1st of June, so just uh, getting the, the second full month of operation completed here. I'm interested in how this all came together and some of the discussions that must have been had because it it must have been a, a number of people that, that came together that finally said, we have got to do something different because this isn't cutting it. Sure. Several years ago, uh, the founder, uh, Sean Alderman, who is, he has decades of uh, special forces experience in the Army as a medic, uh, and even directed a a special forces initiative, uh, which is a a very similar model of of total care to the family members of, uh, of active duty military members, special forces. Uh, and so he, he was seeing this model work in the active duty side with special forces members. And, and so visualizing and, and seeing the, the, that mission uh, realized in the active duty forces and, 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 and the wonderful outcomes, he imagined, what if we did this to veterans and their family members? And that was back in 2018. And so even though it had never been done, uh, he gathered together with with some of his uh, smartest colleagues, and they started just laying the groundwork uh, for for the foundation. And obviously, uh, approached Sue Rawlings, who is a, 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 the aunt of of Dr. Alderman. Uh, and that's that's when they approached Sue and said, "Hey, this is our idea." We really think that this could be beneficial to the community, to veterans, and she jumped on that right away. Said yes, uh, let's do this, um, and she is actually an active board member of the foundation, so she's a voting member and, and actively participates in decisions that are made um, at the ground level. Even what kinds of things uh, had to be 
laid out in order to get uh, an operation like this off the ground? Because, you know, you got to get everything in place, I'm sure, to, you know, there there has to be somewhere, someone somewhere that you got to explain everything to. I don't know what it is, but um, <laughs> there's got to be a, a bunch of hoops that had to be jumped through. The The... Probably the most painful uh, part of the entire process was converting, as as Bridget said, uh, was converting a residential property into a commercial property because that does not happen overnight, and there are lots of rules for a farmhouse <laughs> to be converted into a commercial clinic. And so, for example, you know, when Sue lived there, she did not need two ADA-accessible bathrooms on the main floor. Uh, she did not need a, uh, a ramp with railings leading up to her f front step. Uh, just little things like that, which, unfortunately, they just cost money and time and, and expertise. And so uh, through generous donations of uh, neighbors in the community and through uh, other donors around mostly, honestly, around, uh, around Dayton and, and, and Wright County and Hennepin County, as well as Minnesota, uh, most of the do donations have happened locally. But through those donations, the capital was raised to do the renovations to, to, to get this project started. But that, yeah, the, the, the hardest part was really just getting the building um, safe and legal to be a commercial property, uh, which is, you know, why we, unfortunately we had to fill in the swimming pool, which is now a gorgeous patio that will have lots of utilization. We did uh, yoga out on the patio last Friday. Uh, and so nobody really imagined that that would be the next phase, but, but we're, we're utilizing that as appropriate. But uh, the physical property has been just, just a bear cap for us to, to uh, reimagine and, and to, to make safe for our members. But it's happening. It's happening in slow stages. Uh, that, the medical infrastructure, that's my job, and so I spend a lot of time every day still uh, writing programming and making sure that the infrastructure is safe uh, to take care of our patients. Uh, but, but honestly, I, I, I can do that just fine. It's, it's making sure that, that we have somewhere safe to go with our patients on this gorgeous, gorgeous property. That's, that's been the, the biggest headache, and our executive director, Brad Nyland, will probably tell you the same uh, if you're to ask him. What's the response been so far? I mean, it, it's probably one of those situations where maybe slow and steady growth is, is okay because you don't want to, to have it be so overwhelming at first that you can't, you can't handle everybody. Sure. So um, throughout the summer, June, July, and August, we have had concerts on the lawn. Um, and so those have kind of been a fundraising event. So as far as the operations standpoint goes, uh, parking, of course, is something that has come up. And in our phases and, and getting folks in to see the property in large numbers, uh, we have come to a few hurdles with that. So we're just, we're trying, um, of course, to raise funds, but again, we come from residential to commercial, so a parking lot is, is in a phase of things. Um, but 
I guess your question being more on the operations point of just uh, you know how's the response been i mean uh, you're yep. you're getting members slowly but surely mm-hmm. yes uh i i have never come across uh an individual that knows what a veteran is and gone i don't want to help them yeah everybody wants to help and so the response is there the interest is there the love of veterans and their families are there sure. it's just how we can uh, implement those those people. Everybody wants to help, right. um, and everybody wants to be a part of this. It's more so now channeling those interested people because you know not everybody has deep pockets. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can give you know twenty thousand dollars or sure. you know what whatever. Um, so the the heart and soul of this this entire thing is going to be volunteers and it's going to be folks that may have had uh, previous experience with, I don't know, putting in a parking lot or, you know, things like that. So How many volunteers do you think came to our big warehouse clean out uh, yeah, a couple weeks ago? Um, How many people do you think came tw- to that? 25. Oh, it was a huge 20- turnout. Yeah. And I think the call out was just a day or two before. Yes. So just so much community love mm-hmm. and and i know bridget was there with with boots on and sleeves rolled up you know just making things happen in our giant warehouse so that it could facilitate uh, our physical performance and and look now more like a gym yes than like a <laughs> warehouse in terms of our patient population our goal each month is to bring in 50 new patients and we did that uh, in June, and uh, we're on our way to achieving 100 patients by the end of July. We're at 85 right now, so we actually still have space for 15 more uh, veterans or their family members. Uh, many people approach me and they say, I'd really like to be a member, but I don't want to take somebody's spot. And that is such a typical veteran heart, is a service member heart. I don't want to take somebody's spot, uh, but we, w- we really want to encourage veterans and their family members to sign up uh, because many, in fact, almost all of our, our, of our members, our patient members, are also volunteers. And so we don't want to see, uh, we don't want people that, that, are, that belong to our organization to feel like they're just, you know, sucking life out of the Veterans Foundation. Every one of our members is figuring out ways to give back to the community and to turn around and to, to do amazing things, either on our campus or elsewhere. So, uh, so if, if family members of veterans or veterans want to sign up, we actually still have space even this month uh, to bring in several more members. And members, uh, once they are signed up, and it's uh, individuals or families or both, what what happens next? This is such, and forgive me for being, you know, kind of uh, empty on this, but it's such sure. a new concept that it's kind of hard to, to grab onto. Sure. So the first contact is through the Family Medicine Clinic, where a new member will, will come and they'll see me. And we do a, a history and physical, just like pretty much any clinic would do. And uh, but it's a it's expanded beyond just the history and physical. Sure, I need to you know know what your medication what medications you're taking, and if you have 
drug allergies or or just really the the boring medical things uh but then we also go into goal setting uh and so we'll go through goal setting for all of our five pillars and some people have very uh, specific uh needs for their goals and some some folks already have many of their resource many resources for their specific uh, needs but for example if somebody uh, has a goal of hey I want to to be able to to do a tough mutter or a marathon and I don't think I have good advice uh, and training on that then for the next step for them would be to to connect with John Fricken who is our our doctor of physical therapy to develop a training routine so that they can achieve those goals now obviously that's one end of the of the spectrum we may we may have folks that just want to be able to climb the stairs every day without having a lot of pain and so at the same time we'll utilize our services to develop a strength uh, routine for them and to get them involved with uh, with strengthening in a different way so it, it looks different for every person uh, we address their psychological needs and if they need counseling then we find ways to connect them to our counselor on site or if they need more advanced counseling then we'll find services that are outside of Magnus and connect them to those as well because we can't handle everything obviously I don't think there's any entity in the world that can do everything but whatever we can do we will do our best and and try to connect those services at the local level and then expand from there yeah that was one of the things I was going to ask too is that um, you know your work is and probably uh, will continue to be sometimes in conjunction with other providers Absolutely. outside of outside of your area so it's a it's a, um, a whole operation of uh, you know your groups but other outside sources Absolutely. too there are many many resources uh, in the surrounding region and and in the area and we have no intention of taking over care if people already have that established that's not our goal is is to um, take people from their current uh, health care uh, relationships that they have. We just want to bridge the gap and and find out if there are missing pieces to people's care plans and then solve that, uh, which can be complex. And we, you know, we may not be able to solve every single person's, you know, 100% of their issues, but we are certainly going to try and we're going to throw all of our human capital and our and our intelligence at sorting that out so that we can honor and serve our veterans in the way that they honored and served us. I get the impression too from uh, in talking with you but also from the uh, the website and some of the information there too um, one of the big things that that might be a big difference for veterans and veterans families and uh, is uh, I, I get the impression that there's a better listening end on your end this might be the place where where uh, veterans or family members will come and they finally uh, feel like they've got somebody that's hearing them, which can be a real difficult thing. Yes, we intentionally block a full hour at least for every new member because telling a story cannot happen in 25 minutes and and that's you know the the unfortunately the the norm for patient appointments these days in America is approximately 20 minutes of face-to-face -face time with providers and we know that that's not enough time to really tell 
stories. So uh, by developing a, a unique model uh, and, and a, a higher ratio of, of providers to patients, we're giving our members space to tell their stories, uh, whether it's in the clinic or outside of the clinic. And so that's why we're developing programs to allow uh, family members and veterans to tell their stories with other folks, with, with other veterans, with other family members, with other community members, uh, so that the stories can be heard. Because until we all hear the stories and shoulder the burden of these stories, the whole community cannot fully heal. It's, it's just too isolated. And unfortunately, we're seeing that in, uh, in the numbers of veteran suicide and, and uh, just mental health crisis with veterans today. Am I right in saying that the, the hearing end of it, too, is, uh, is or can be uh, in large part part of, as you're saying, the healing process, but might, uh, you know, letting, letting the story develop a little bit or the background develop a little bit might fall into place where, you know, treatments or whatever the, the requirements are going to be maybe wouldn't have been caught in a different situation. I've already seen patient members come through our clinic that have fallen through the cracks for literally decades where their chronic mental health issues have not been heard. And it's nobody's fault. I don't want to blame any entity, but it's just when we don't give adequate time to sit and listen uh, to the members or their spouses in some cases, when we don't give adequate time, we're just going to miss really important details that need to be addressed. And I've already seen it happen. We've already uh, caught individuals and put them immediately into uh, trauma therapy, in fact. The, and, and I got to be a part of that two weeks ago with our, with our therapist. And so, you know, this is an individual that, that didn't have therapy for decades. And his experiences were in wars that many people in our community were not even alive at, during the time of these wars, and so it, we we are catching things and and delivering care plans that uh, that are unique to these individuals, and they're and it's finally happening, and so that's that's how I get to come to work each day because I'm motivated, hearing these patients respond and and not fall through the cracks as you were saying. That has got to be an amazing feeling. It is. It is. It, it gets us going. Uh, I know that that's why I'm here. I won't speak for Bridget, but I think that that she's excited for the mission as well. Absolutely. I there's a lot of people that show up to work every day and don't enjoy what they do, um, and that is most certainly not the case at Magnus. Yeah. Well, just the breakthrough. You know, when you when you feel like. Uh, and it's probably kind of a joint feeling uh, on the part of the member and, you know, whatever provider it is, kind of a joint feeling of that's it. You know, we've, we've found it. it there's, it's, it's hard to describe uh, the breakthrough. It's hard to describe meeting somebody's needs that may not have been met. Uh, it's hard to, to describe the, the, the feeling and the understanding that, 
that a, a marriage will be healed in ways that it could not have been healed otherwise. And, and to hear a spouse um, have hope where there was no hope for years and years. The, the, the hope that is present on this property is immense. And, and if we can capture that, and if we can push into that hope, I think we're going to hear many, many stories in the months and in the years to come at Magnus. It's an incredible concept, and uh, it's a story that uh, we're going to have. Well, that's it. we got to have you back because, <laughs> I mean, this, we're just really kind of scratching the surface here of, of what this has the potential of being. Uh, Magnus Veterans Foundation, uh, tell listeners about where they can find out more uh, on the website or, or what the next steps are if, if we've piqued their interest or if we've piqued the interest of somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. Absolutely. So uh, we have a Facebook page, which is Magnus Veterans Foundation. Um, also, the website is magnusveteransfoundation.org. Uh, there are links to contact us on either en- uh, either site, either Facebook or the website. Um, there are uh, some other links on there as far as what we have for fundraising. There's FAQs on the website. Um, and as far as the Facebook side of it goes, there's a link uh, either to volunteer, become a member, or just simply reaching out and somebody will contact you back in order to get you um, hooked up with the correct person. Yeah, and it would be, you know, very logical that uh, that people would have some, even if it maybe is covered kind of the best it could be on the website, there, there's still going to be follow-up questions, there's still going to be, and you do what there, you know, that kind of thing. Of course. Of course, and we'll try to handle those. Many of those questions are answered on the website, but but uh, but we've got uh, ways to to reach out so we can answer those questions at the individual level as well at uh, MagnusVeteransFoundation.org. Excellent. I look forward to our uh, next visit, Dr. Isaac Engholm, and COO Bridget Kraut Kramer from Magnus Veterans Foundation in Dayton. But you're open to. I guess I didn't get to that. You, I mean, you're not limited to a regional area. People can come from wherever. Yes, our our medical licensure allows us to see patients uh, on site in in Minnesota, but we have patients that are driving from Wisconsin and and out of state uh, to see us. Uh, even you know, uh, so far as several hours, people are driving out to our campus. Uh, as long as we're providing services. Uh, in Minnesota, then it is legal. And we also do some telehealth as well, but those patients need to be within the state boundaries of Minnesota to receive telehealth services. And maybe just in closing, you mentioned you'd been having some events, uh, maybe not necessarily related to the to the uh, foundation itself, but uh, fundraisers and other events. Do you have things that are coming up that we should know about here as long as we're, we're uh, talking about them? We do. Um, there's Hard Day's Night, which is a concert um, on August 21st. That's a Saturday. And then in October, our next planned event is Trunk or Treat, and that is October 23rd, again, a Saturday. Um, both are family-oriented, whether you're just community member or a veteran or you just want to come and see the campus and see what it's all about. Um, it is open to the public. Tickets can be purchased online or at the door. Again, all proceeds go to the foundation. 
um, a very family oriented a uh, event will be that trunk or treat on October 23rd. Yeah, it's incredible. I, I just uh, don't really know how to put words to it because it's such a, a different new approach that uh, it'll be interesting to follow it and, and see see how it uh, develops. Best of luck to you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thanks Thank for you. having Thanks us for today. Thanks for coming out. We'll, uh, we'll definitely, uh, if you're up for it, uh, make this kind of a regular of course. visit every now and again and see what you're up to. Sounds Absolutely. Good. Thank right. you. Our guest today, Dr. Isaac Engholm and uh, Bridget Kraut Kramer from Magnus Veterans Foundation on today's Spotlight on KRWC.